Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan C.S., the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James C.S., the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. What up, ladies and gentlemen? Happy Friday. Yeah, finally. <laughs> You guys ready to rock and roll for on those Friday? of you that celebrate Friday? Yeah, for those of you because there's definitely Friday. a lot of people that are listening to the show, uh, present company included, that are probably actually working this weekend. Oh yeah, open houses oh, yeah. ready to go, huh? Oh yeah, all day, every day. All right, ladies and gents, Hernan Cias, host of the Business Bros Podcast, along with my co-host, the Insurance Bro James Cias with Pipeline Insurance. And we have a big blocker in the house. <laughs> Another big blocker, one of their best. Top dog over here. Uh, so excited to have on the show with us, Jocelyn Preciado. Thanks to you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for the opportunity to be on your podcast. I'm so excited to get to the meat of this. And <laughs> Heck you know. yeah, it's going to be a good one. Dude, I'm, I, I want to know. I, okay, I'm, Hang on. But I, before. But before. I know. I was going to already jump in. <laughs> I know. All right. Real quick, real quick, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. He's just so excited to get to know you. Right? <laughs> 365 <laughs> pairs of shoes by the end of the year. That's what we're shooting for. So if you have a new pair of shoes, used pair of shoes, or you want to donate cash, hit James up. 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. He'll hop on his Harley right over there and pick up those bad boys. And then a reminder, August 24th, for those of you in high school or for those of you with high schoolers who need some community service, we're doing an IV. Or those of you who just love the beach and want to do some good in the world. Oh, yeah. That, too. Uh, IB Beach cleanup on August 24th from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Hit us up uh, at Business Bros Pod for more details on that. All right. Yeah, yo. There. Got through the promos? Got through the promos. <laughs> All Anything right. Else? No, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Jocelyn, welcome to the program. All right. Thank you. I want to know your story. I want to know where you, where you started. I, like You graduated, because we were talking before the show, you graduated in 2010, and boom, right away real estate? No, no, no. That's definitely not how it happened. I wish it would have happened that way and I would have <laughs> fell into real estate, you know, quicker than I did. But that's not how it happened. Um, right out of high school, I so in high school, I was an art major. So I went to Trovista High School. You're a teacher, right? Yeah. Oh, OK. At Eastlake. Oh, OK. Um, so I was at Trovista High School, um, but I grew up more in like South San Diego. But I just went to that school because of the SEPA, which mm -hmm. is like a creative and performing arts program so i was always in art i loved you know doing all types of different art i always had two art classes every year and i had seven periods because of it you know it's just been one of my passions since i was young you like being so, on stage or is it like with like a no paintbrush literally or? drawing like painting doing all types of 3d art graphic art what? i learned every all that stuff yeah that was like my high school like passion you well, know? i'm gonna put a pin on that because i'm gonna come back to that one we'll keep going yeah we'll come back to that one <laughs> it kind of has to do with why i ended up at big block too so um interesting enough i went to the art institute to like you know enroll and everything and 
Um, my mom was with me and we were, I was like so excited, showed them some of my art. And um, the previous year I had taken APR and passed the class, you know, just I think a few other people in my class passed. But it was um, it was kind of heartbreaking because I couldn't go to that school. It was super expensive and my parents were not going to pay $100,000 for me to go to art school so that I could come out and graduate and start earning $30,000. You know, like mm. that was just not going to happen. So then I was like, okay, let's just make another plan because that's not going to happen, you know? So <laughs> I kind of just like uh, thought about what I wanted to do. My mom had always really supported me in like the whole go to college. And um, that was one of the things that I knew I had to do, you know? Um, nobody in my family had ever graduated from college or none of my parents, they are they came here only a few years before I was born, you know, so um, them barely like handling English and everything like they really my dad's a contractor and now and he's been in the business for a long time. So he really like made it from zero. So there's some there. They really made me who I am today because of their example, the hard work that I saw them put in together. So then um, we were like, OK, so what are you going to do? I knew I wanted to go to college, but I was like, I want to do something like different like something not just like anyone would do you know just like i want to be like a good example for other people and really like impact the world so i decided sorry oh no worries dude first of all before you keep going <laughs> like your parents not paying for school oh, i i love them already like that could have put <laughs> you in it right yeah. <laughs> i mean that's an awesome move that's like that's that's one of those things where like you know you could have easily signed some fafsa forms and took out a loan and done it your own self but dude you would have been graduating making thirty thousand a year doing something that you probably wouldn't have loved i think that's that's one of those things where like you have this passion for art but if you do it like where you do it You're as a forced job to do it forced yes, to do it's, it, not it's gonna same. lose its passion mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. you gotta figure out how to do it for yourself so that it makes you happy, not because you're forced to do it. You know exactly. what I mean? I think that was a good choice, by the way. So good, good on your parents for, for you know, saying, no, nah, I'm not paying for that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, it's not that they didn't want to. It's just that they didn't have the, the money, means. you know? Yeah. yeah. They, I'm, and even if they would have, I'm like you said, I'm glad that they didn't because then, you know, I might not have been where I'm at right now and I'm super happy where I'm at right now. But after that, I really decided that <laughs> I know that it has nothing to do where I'm at right now, but I wanted to be a family attorney. That was my first plan after the whole art thing didn't work out. And I was like, OK, um, an attorney makes good money. Um, it's you know, you can make an impact. I wanted to help families, you know, who had maybe like issues that they needed an attorney for that they might not have one for or, you know mm -hmm. under underserved populations more than anything so um i knew that i needed a bachelor's so i did bachelor's of social work at sdsu after going to uh, community college for two years because i didn't get into Another sdsu smart move by the way i didn't get into sdsu when i graduated uh from good high you saved thousands of dollars i got into other schools but not sdsu which was my plan my mm -hmm. first plan so that was another heartbreak the first heartbreak, you know, like, well, one of them. So. <laughs> okay, but so far, like, all these things that have happened to you have been beneficial. Like, yeah, you didn't get into huge debt to go. but at the moment, you goes, don't see it like No, that. of course not, right? Junior college is a, is a great avenue. Like, what mm -hmm. if you went to, what if, I mean, what if you're at junior college and you realize, you know what? School's not really my thing. Like, yeah. at least it only costs you, like, what, 30 bucks a unit or something? You're not paying thousands of dollars that you're paying at university level to figure it out yeah, like you exactly. know what i mean yeah that's definitely a a huge uh 
you know, like it was a good decision, you know. And now, like you said, like now that I look at it, it's great. You know In that I did, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. But at the time, it was a huge disappointment from disappointment for my parents for literally everyone like well myself too like i couldn't believe that i didn't get in i thought i had like the compact for success that didn't work out like people were like wait what are you doing at city college and i was just like you know yeah <laughs> like, well, but, were your uh, but it was really, like, fine disappointed in you or just kind of um, like in the process i know that my mom was disappointed in me really yeah of course she Literally, my dad would wake up super early every single day, and I would wake up with him to take me to school to Chula Vista, even though we lived in Del Sol, in like by the nine oh five. That's oh, where I grew up. Oh, dude, we grew up right by Montgomery, right yeah, off of right that was, off of Palm. I was supposed to go, go to Montgomery, well, NIB. but because I wanted to go to a different school, he made that sacrifice. You know, it was a sacrifice we yeah, made together. Yeah. But you know, like it, otherwise, I would have just walked to school. You know what I mean? So yeah. of course, they were disappointed in me. Like. I got distracted by other things, you know, like that was a huge learning opportunity for me, you know, so it was fine. At the end of the day, I went to SDSU, graduated from graduated with the bachelor's in social work, and then I started working in the in the social work fields. I started working for CPS for about a year. Um, and then I and I worked with a lot of family attorneys in that field and I started observing their lifestyle. And I started to realize that they weren't happy. A lot of them, most of them. Well, I mean, they're they're really taking on their own shoulders the stress exactly. of their clients. I mean, dude, if, think of it. Family law. If, if you had to go to a family law, law attorney, it's not a good situation. Exactly. Like there's stuff going on, mm-hmm. and you know, sometimes it's a civil thing where you know, husband and wife decide you know unreconcilable differences or whatever, and they want to split up, and you know, they're arguing about who the kids are going to be with. That's already bad enough. But you have some of them that are really bad. You have some where you have abuse situations where the kids are fully neglected, like where you know it's really bad, and and. <laughs> You know, how do you as an individual look at the situation and not almost sometimes want to go kill somebody, right, for the for the, what they're doing to these little kids? Yeah. Like, you know, and some people can't really unplug from that. It's really, really, really hard. And I and the reason why I decided social work before being an attorney is because um, or to even like major in social work is because one of my neighbors growing up, pretty much one of the only professionals that I knew was a social worker. She lived right down the street. Um, and she would tell me like all her stories, you know, or not her stories, like in detail, just like some of the stuff that she would live through. And I would Mm -hmm. be interested and I'd be like, wow, like how crazy that you're able to like deal with all all that. And it's been years that she's been a social worker. And I always tell her, like, I literally admire you so much because I don't know how you do it. You know, Mm -hmm. I worked, I was an intern for a year before I graduated and then I worked that there for uh almost a year before i was like actually got i i decided i want to have a baby and i would see other other ladies doing it like being pregnant while at work and i they seemed okay you know like i never saw anybody like really like did you like sit down and actually talk down. to them though no 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 i didn't they seemed okay you know yeah. i mean everybody just seems okay yeah, in everybody, that puts front, <laughs> yeah right? everybody just like goes with the flow mm-hmm. there's even like jokes that I will never repeat because it's just so bad, you know, like, but at the end of the day, I thought that I could do it and I just didn't want to anymore, you know, and I yeah. just was like, okay, we're going to, I'm going to change my whole, like, everything, everything, you know, um, so by then I had already, um, kind of started the Pretty Berry, so when I started that, it kind of just, like, 
um, really like help me, you know, kind of just so t- distract me, myself from yeah, that. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that. What, what is it? So, because so, nobody else really knows. So, so like, the Pretty Berry is a little tiny business. I call it my little baby. It's, um, I pretty much started selling chocolate covered strawberries, um, because I had the opportunity because, um, my aunt sold them and she couldn't do it for personal reasons anymore so i kind of like took on her little clientele that she had and then just kind of like grew it from there grew it from there yeah and um it was pretty much something that uh it's a creative outlet for for me you know like Mm -hmm. i like i was saying i love the art and the crafting and everything that has to do with something looking beautiful you know so that that really um you know fed my creative side this whole time it's already been like four years and it's been there in every transition that i've done after that you know so um i love it and right now um i stopped actually like taking orders because i really wanted to focus on real estate um i worked in property management for like a year before i actually got my license in real estate and now I'm a full-time realtor. So, so let me ask you, how's, now, that's where I'm at now. I, I, you know, in, in everything you spoke about right now, that, that passion that you have for the arts, like it's it's in you. I don't think it's ever going away. How do you, I mean, and you still even have the little business. You haven't taken orders lately and whatnot. But how does real estate kind of feed that creativity for you? Like what, what are you doing in, in the real estate world, in the real estate space that, you know, you can not take orders? Because I would imagine that with such passion, like, if you're doing real estate and it's not fulfilling that need, you're going to take orders because the need is there. No. So I decided that I wanted to be a realtor because I love houses. Like I love like the whole um, home. I don't know. I don't know how to call it. I just love the whole feeling of a house. Like, like I said, my dad's a contractor. So when I was young, uh, I was about 10. He bought our house when I was like, a few years before that but we started remodeling it from like top to bottom it became a it was a three bedroom one bathroom and it's now like a four bedroom four bathroom four bathroom yeah dude dad hooked it up yeah that's tough though i mean you always hear you know the me- the mechanic has the crappiest car the contractor never finishes his own house Oh, he finished it <laughs> he finished your mom it. was on him huh uh, it took a while <laughs> and like any remodel it mm-hmm. was really stressful but it definitely developed like a sense of um like passion for that and yeah and pride yeah of course i mean i it's something exciting to see how your house used to be and then to Mm -hmm. see it like you know i don't know if you remodeled your house oh yeah the whole thing so of course you'll understand like how that sparks this little like idea in your head you know of course i want to do that one day too you know so to see that happen and to see um my mom like she did all the interior design and just them being able to do it like i really want to do that you know so i just um in real estate really find myself being very like myself like i re- when i talk to people about buying their house i get so excited for them i get so happy for them and especially when it's people who are first-time home buyers because they're fulfilling a dream and that's mm-hmm. what I, that's all like even though i'm an i consider myself an artist i'm a dreamer i really love like big dreams i have big dreams myself and sometimes i struggle because i feel like family and friends sometimes 
they don't understand, you know, but at the end of the day, when I'm helping a client fulfill that home buying dream, it's really fulfilling for me. Well, let me ask you, you uh, real estate has a very high failure rate, right? Mm-hmm. And so you went from going to school, getting a degree, being in a field that you got your degree in, transitioning to the property management and then to a realtor, like what did your what what kind of you know did you get support when you did that or did you get people like <laughs> what are you doing like you're not gonna do good in that like what kind of what what kind of experience did you have when you when you decided to become a realtor? I think that in any time that I've like done anything that's not like the standard like thing like yeah, people when- have always judged me really hard like my family my friends everybody because it's like these people and it's not bad like it's okay because these people love you and they care about you and the last thing that they want to do is see you fail you know so i get it in a way but then at the same time i have a vision for myself you know Mm -hmm. and that's it's hard for people to understand it because they don't see it well how do you how do you overcome that like what i mean you probably got things like yeah that's not gonna work like there's people who do that all the time there's a lot of competition that's what i got there's a lot of competition like i i know i know like four realtors why why and it's funny because i get it there's a lot of competition but i don't think that there's anybody in competition with me because i see that i've like you said i haven't been here for that long in the real estate industry but i already see the weakness like i already see that people don't take it seriously Mm -hmm. you know and i see that like my work ethic has been there since day one. I started working when I was young, like 16, 17. I, even before that, I worked with my dad. I would go work with him with my mom, too. She cleaned houses. I would always help. You know, like, I have that spirit in me. And I see the I see other realtors, and I'm just like, hmm. Like, you I don't, see them around the halls. Yeah, I'm just like. Bullshitting, but not actually getting work done. I just, I have such little time. Like, I have a one-year-old. So the time that I do have my babysitter and my daycare, I really, like, really focused on those money generating activities you know Mm -hmm. and so uh, that's why i don't really see too much competition out here well you also said you don't watch any tv right yeah before we started talking yeah you don't watch any tv that's a huge distraction for most people so i mean that means you're freeing up time we did a episode remember that ham we did an episode a long time ago on like the number of hours people spend on netflix and yeah how much that actually costs how How much much netflix really costs yeah like just breaking down the time and was like episode 55 or something yeah it was it was crazy (laughs) i don't even remember the numbers off the top of my head but we like like researched the numbers I mean, it costs people a lot of money for spending that time because of the opportunity cost that yeah. you could be being productive. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about how many hours it is. Maybe it's like an hour, two hours, right? You you binge watch a show, an hour, two hours. You watch it when you get home right. from work, whatever. Yeah. And you, you know? think an hour, two hours, no big deal. But what could you have got if you were prospecting for an hour or two? What if you were following up for an hour or two? What if you had two appointments for those hour or two? Like what kind of different numbers or life would that bring versus you catching up on you know game of thrones or something and don't get me wrong i've watched game of thrones too i'm just saying like that is an hour that i've chosen to give up productivity for entertainment yeah. you know what i mean that makes a big difference well how, how does that change what you've been doing i mean you got a one-year-old you got only so much time in the day like what's your what's your what's your I core think focus that my standards are set high you know, like when I compare myself to someone, I'm not comparing myself to like somebody who I went to school with or somebody who is doing less than me to make myself feel better. No, I compare myself to people like 
Elena, Elena Cardone, like Oprah, like people who have not that I compare myself, but that's the standard that I'm going to hold myself to from, you know, because that's the type of person that I want to be. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I want to be just like them, but I don't like but the law of association. You, you know, associ- you yeah. have to associate with these type of people if you want those results, exactly. you know, so. That's where I kind of like I'm really hard on myself. You know, I just make sure like in situations where I'm like, oh, I don't want to get up or I don't want to do this. What would she do? She want to be considering the option of not getting up. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. It's and that, then I'm just like, whoa, click. whoa, whoa. Like, no, like that's that's not who I am. Like, let's I'm her. Like, yes. you know what I mean? Like, yes. I literally just imagine myself and put myself in, in that person. And it might not even be always Elena. It might be uh in some situations there's another artist that i really like she's really inspirational her name is sand one and she's from la she's like super bad bitch type yeah, of girl yeah, yeah. you know like sometimes that's the kind of girl that i'm required to be so that's the per- person in my head that i'm thinking i need to you yeah, know well, act we, like you we know all so have mentors we have we yeah. all have people that we look up to for a number of different reasons um it's funny you said oprah because i was telling them the other day that i was listening to oprah on her first class right and i was like dude all this stuff that she's talking about, her journey, her path, I'm learning from her because I know she is the best in the business when it comes to interviewing. Like, that's it. She's mm-hmm. top dog, right? So why wouldn't I want to learn what she's doing? Yeah. And and I do that with a bunch of different people. Anybody who I think is, is a success, who's doing something right, I want to learn about them because if I can pull just one or two little things from what they're doing or from what they're saying or from anything that they can teach me, that makes me one or two little things stronger and better. And and it just elevates me just that little bit. But I'm looking for those little bits every single day, right? Mm -hmm. I get up at four and my alarm goes off at 4.20 every morning to get up and go to the gym. And I don't want to get up at 4.20 in the morning. But it's one of those same things where I'm like, what would you be doing otherwise? Like at the end of this run, how are you going to feel? And that I got from him, by the way. How do you want to feel when this is done? <laughs> yeah. And, and it and it makes all the difference in the world. And it's all in your mind. It's all in your mind. You yeah. just click it and, and, and then, you know, take the action and you're going to get to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And I, I know for me, that's that's one of the biggest things. Like when you're talking, you know, who you look up to, we have mentors. Yeah. We have coaches. They may not know we exist. I know. <laughs> Right. And that's okay. They might even be dead. You know, whoever it is that you're looking up to. But these are the people who have done something that you want to achieve. And they're they're great inspiration to look to. Yeah. Makes all the difference in the world. And and here's here's something to me now, because you said you have a kid. This is this is a, a big thing to me. Being an example. Yeah. Is very important so that my kids, I can tell them things and they might listen, they might not listen, but they're gonna see me doing things. And they're going to see the ethic that I put in, the work that exactly. I put in. And that's going to make them better, mm-hmm. right? Just by being that example, being that example, not talking about it, not telling them what I've learned, but actually being a practitioner makes all the difference in the world. And I know your your boy or girl, boy. your son is going to look at mama and be like, dude, my mom, like you appreciate your parents. Yeah. You said at the beginning that you were looking at your parents saying, you know, I got my work ethic from them. They showed me what it's like to get up in the morning and go and move and produce. Mm -hmm. Like you're just kind of perpetuating that and you're going to set your bar. Like, I, I don't know about you, but for me, it's like, I know my parents worked their butt off, but they got to hear. And for me in my life, that is my my floor i can't go any lower than where they're at i have to go at least there if not higher otherwise i feel like i let them down 
right? And so I'm hoping that I'm instilling that in my kids. And wherever I get to, that's my bar. That has to be their floor. Mm-hmm. And they have to elevate from there. Like, I just think it's, it's it, we owe it to the previous generation for the work that they did to help us to get to where we are to just continue to elevate, you know, generationally. Yeah, and on, on that note, I also am super passionate because I want to set an example for other girls, especially, and for minorities, you know. I'm Mexican and I'm a female, and more than anything, I love real estate because there's no glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. I love real estate because there's no glass ceiling. Did you go to NARAP? No. no girls kick glass no i didn't go oh dude but i but I, I didn't get to go either i was teaching but uh, i love that that there is no glass ceiling and if there is just bust through that thing, yeah right There's it's no- all up to you in this yes. in this industry it's all up to you and that's what i love about about it because you have the freedom to make you don't you can make whatever you want you know mm-hmm. so the sky's that's the limit. yeah so that's what i mean like in some in corporate and in so many other jobs even in cp when i worked in cps i just felt like i was gonna be another number forever you Mm -hmm. know and just like so many minorities and so many females they're just another number or they're just another person and that's what i didn't want to do you know so that's why it was so easy for me to ignore everybody's comments everybody's judgments everybody whatever they want to say they're not going to be the ones suffering for 40 years to receive 40 percent of their paycheck when they retire i am you know so you could miss me i'm not gonna visit visit you i'm busy you know 100 mm-hmm. percent. well and, and you know and it's not like you couldn't have get, gotten promoted you could have you know gotten up yeah, that corporate but ladder but it's their a, ladder yeah it's gonna be there's there's there a is, limit you know you know you talked about a glass ceiling there's a ceiling there mm-hmm. you're never gonna be the ceo you're never gonna <laughs> exactly. run that organization exactly. it's not gonna be your thing you're never gonna have full creative control especially from an artist who wants full creative control whereas here like there is no limit. You can take it to wherever you want. You want to be the top producing agent in your brokerage or in the city or in the state or in the country. You could do that. There is no there is no limit for you. You want to build the biggest team. You could do that. Yeah. Like there is there's there's no limit to you to what it is you could do versus the other route. You know, and and I love the fact that you that you uh, didn't you whether you tried to whether it happened to you. The fact that you had this alternate route and you had to take, you were forced to take other steps when it comes to schooling and stuff. I think it was probably one of their biggest blessings. Like you were, you were forced to do that by a higher level. Like, no, 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 no. That path is not for you. <laughs> yeah. Come here. You got to go this yeah. route. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, the social worker thing, I think that's also a big, a big aspect for you because you learn to talk to people in their worst position ever. The emotions that they're going through. You had My to sit God, down. so hard. Right? And talk to them and be on a level. Give them bad news. <laughs> it's you know? like such a negative environment that even like talking about it makes me feel like down. Like yeah. it's so hard to be. Like some people may. For some people it might be easy for a few years. But for then after a while it just becomes like really hard. You know? Oh, yeah. So it's, it's definitely like a chal- challenging environment. Yeah, but 
you overcame it and you take those skills with you onto what you're doing it, now. Yeah, that, yes. You know what I mean? All that solution, yeah. <laughs> like so, problem solving skills are definitely, um, you know, developed in those jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now the most stressful thing is when a couple's deciding whether they want to work with you or not or whether, you know, yeah, they want to move not, on to the next. It's, it's not stressful. the stressful, <laughs> yeah. the stress level is nowhere near what you already had yeah. to deal with. So you're, you can handle that no problem. Yeah. Right. It makes all the difference in the world. All right. Um, this camera right here, I want you to look right here. <laughs> I want you to tell people, you know, now that they know, like, and trust you, right? They heard your story. I want you to tell them how to get a hold of you. Uh, you guys can call me or message me, text message 619-762-9166. Or you can DM me on Instagram. I'm always on there. Facebook message me. and Or you can email me, but who does that anymore? Yeah. Dang, nobody does that anymore. <laughs> Right, old school, ladies and gentlemen. You emails, old you school. Emails, old school. Right? DM me. I'm like digging through my emails every day. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I check my emails every single like, oh, of course hour. We do. And by the way, uh, you have your little banner right under you, so you can point right there. All her information's right there in front of you. All right, uh, ask the bros. What would you like to know about either James or myself? What inspired you guys to start the podcast? Ooh, we get that question quite a bit. Um, honestly, um, I, it was it was self-driven. It was one of those things where we're like, okay, well, we need to get in front of more people, tell them what it is yeah. we do. Uh, and we, I, we initially tried video, and it took a long time to edit video. So I was like, okay, um. Um, let's try this podcast thing. And so the podcast we we started, I dragged him into it. I said, it's, you know, it's time for you to come over and, and do a podcast every single day. And he said he agreed reluctantly. <laughs> um, but uh, but we we started doing this every day and we got better at it. And then, you know, we got advice from an eight year old kid to, you know, my eight year old kid to invite people to come over. And all of a sudden it started growing even more. And as we met more people, they gave us advice on different things like using the cell phone cameras, using Sling Studio, getting different mics designing everything that's happened has been a progression from everybody that we brought on so you know when i was talking about the the whole mentors and the coaches yeah. and we take little bits and pieces from everybody we are where we are because of all the guests that have come on the show that's every cool. person who comes on here i learn a little bit from something that i take away and it's it's almost like selfish like you know what i mean like <laughs> i give you great you know you get to come on you get exposure but i get to learn from you you know I, awesome. I get to take it's that little piece it's, it's a win-win and awesome. so so that's you know that's how we started that's that's what we decided to do and, and we've been kicking it awesome. every day yeah you guys are doing amazing so congratulations cool thank you all right last little thing you ready who do you think would be a good guest to have on the podcast Okay, so I think that you guys should interview um, Mario Lopez from Catch This Fade Barbershop in, in Imperial Beach. You got me nervous, Mario Lopez. I was like, I know you went to Chula Vista High. <laughs> well, I don't know if you got that connection. We're down. No, that Mario Lopez tonight. doesn't cut hair like this one. <laughs> that Mario Lopez doesn't cut hair like this one. He's really good at what he does, so you should have him on here. Cool. What was the name of his company again? Catch this fade, Barbara Catch this shop. fade. Yes. Think you can give me a fade? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, of course. Him or, or my man Josh, <laughs> he's there too. We'll get we'll get the we'll get the knife and just straight razor all the way back. That's cool. All right, Mario, you've been tagged. We're gonna reach out to you yeah. see if we can get him on the show. Uh, dude, you did amazing. First thank time. Thank you. Yeah, this is my first interview. Yeah. Yeah, dude, you did a great job. Oh, thank Story you. Story was nice, tense. We got to learn a little bit about you. Thank so I want to say thanks for coming on the show. Thank really you appreciate guys for it, Justin. Uh, ladies you. and gentlemen, 
Just a quick reminder, 365 pairs of shoes by the end of the year. So if you've got new shoes, used shoes, or you want to donate cash, 619-884-0045 is James's number. Or you can hit him up on email. I know it's old school, but james at csfirst.com. <laughs> I had to throw it in there. I had to throw it in there. <laughs> by the way, he also sells insurance. So if you have, if you bought a new home or you're thinking about buying a home or you just want to take a look at your homeowner's policy, hit him up. You want to add insurance into your business maybe you got a brokerage office maybe you got a mortgage office maybe you got a tax office you want to add another line of revenue hit them up 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com and august 24 3 p.m to 7 p.m we're going to be doing a beach cleanup in ib find us on social at business bros pod to get more information on that that's all we got for you guys today don't forget your sunscreen don't forget your sunscreen i'm thinking about doing a water gun fight i think that'd be cool if we get a bunch of people to bring water guns and we have a huge water gun yeah fight and with this heat you, you're gonna have everybody right <laughs> yeah. even if you so. didn't show up for these people they're gonna be like what time is a water gun fight that's when we're gonna be that's when we're gonna show up <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right that's all we got for you guys today peace bye-bye and i'm out thank you for listening to the business bros podcast are you interested in being on the show Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.